Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Dub Talk Downs for this year's running of the Fuckboy Derby. As the 2017 Fuckboy contestants get loaded into the gate for the running of the Sukigakure Cup, we like to give you race watchers a few warnings. Warning, the Dub Talk podcast Fuckboy Derby may contain language and content that may not be suitable for the faint of heart and younger audiences. We ask that viewer discretion is advised. Also, we can't help it if these fuckboys may spoil things for this anime or any other anime series. So please be warned if you are and watch the show, go back and watch it, and then watch the DVR replay of the fuckboys running. Also, we'd like to advise you that all opinions stated by fuckboys, their jockeys, or anybody else here are just the opinions of these assholes at Dub Talks. As we get ready, we present to you tonight the running of the Suki Gakere Cup. And the fuckboys are off! Welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of nerds get together and talk about the latest and greatest in anime English dubs. My name is Stephanie, and tonight I am joined by Megan, Roots, and Jamal. Why did I sign <laughs> up for this? I just <laughs> wanted a lighthearted. <laughs> I just wanted to light something lighthearted after Seven Mortal Sins. I didn't you expect signed the up for the train. <laughs> you signed up for the Feels Express, my good sir. It's like a it's, a it's a Feels Amtrak. That's what it is. That's what it is, yeah. Choo choo! Welcome aboard. I'm your conductor, Seiji Kishi, and on today's episode, I'm gonna crash this train right into your heart. Oh, oh. so chugga 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 chugga. So the reason why. Chugga chugga chugga. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so so the reason And make it soft the whales. I'm sorry, I've been in like the curls of death all day. <laughs> oh god, here we go. We're, we're already off to a great start. So the reason why the four of us have gathered together is because we're finally going to cover the last series we had planned for our spring lineup, and one that you, the listeners, actually voted for. We have Tsukigakire, or As the Moon So Beautiful. If you and haven't heard- was in no way wait. influenced by anybody associated with working on this show. Wait, 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 wait. You mean this is it, Tsukumomo? Well, fuck this shit, I'm out of here then. <laughs> Wait a minute. You get back here. This is an ancient Magus bride. That's not even a thing yet. Stop it. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't heard of this series before, I have a quick little synopsis for you. So, Akane Mizuno and Kotaro Azumi are two third-year middle school students who become classmates for the first time. Akane is a member of the school track team, and Kotaro is the literary club president who loves books and wants to become a writer. The two seem an unlikely romantic pair, and the people and situations around them make that possibility even more difficult. 
So we're in for a romance story today, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty much like Suzuka meets Orange, except the dark elements were removed, and this is taking place in middle Don't school. Don't you compare this this glorious, lovely show to the trash that is Suzuka? I've, I've never seen Suzuka, but you can see I haven't well. seen it either. Fuck Suzuka! That's what Yamato was for. Get out. Oh, God damn it. Throw yourself into the Atlantic. God damn it. Anyway, so as always, we're going to be going through the initial press release of the series because the initial press release from back in the spring is so goddamn long that we're not going to go any further than that. Um, and we're going to be discussing our thoughts and feelings on the casting and performances of the series. Are we ready to punch our lamp poles and just dive right on in because we want to punch things? Our little, I have to admit, our little chat that, um, because I think Megan, you put it together originally, our little chat when we were playing this episode was titled Moon Makes Me Punch. Okay, it, it was Moon <laughs> Makes Me Wanna Punch, but I couldn't fit that in on, on Twitter because you could only get so many characters. Right, but still, fun little title. And our Skype chat today is called Moon Punch, if that is any indication of how great of a title it is. So, why don't we start with the ADR director, the assistant ADR director, and the script writer. Though I will say that there is a person pulling double duty on this show. So, I'm gonna take a wild guess that no one had predictions for the entire show and just dove right into it, right? Yep. Yep. I tried, but uh, I kind of lost track. So I'll take that as a so we don't have to worry about predictions today. So the ADR director, this is actually, the ADR director is actually, funny story for me, is the reason why I started watching this show in the first place. Because it's Sunny Straight as the ADR director. And then we have for assistant ADR, ADR director and the script writer. And totally not the person who probably pulled for us to do this show wink wink nudge nudge, nudge cough 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 wheeze wheeze cough cough punch, wheeze punch. wheeze <laughs> Kristen McGuire <coughs> I'm sorry um yeah so Kristen McGuire is pulling double duty as the assistant ADR director as well as the script writer now in terms of other credits for these two individuals Sunny Strait has been the director for series such as Eld Live Rage of Bahamut and Yuri on Ice what in the terms fuck of is Yuri on Ice <laughs> Some yeah, obscure thing from, like, last year, I think. Yeah, I heard it wasn't that good. Oh, my God. Um, in terms of Kristen McGuire, the only other assistant directing credit she has is actually for Eldlife as well, since it's the second show that she's worked under with Sunny. Uh, but writing-wise, she has worked on series such as The Gashikashi, Shonen Maid, and Interviews with Monster Girls. So. Fuck you! I found that meow of Bunga line, you piece of shit! <laughs> I think Megan <laughs> should go first. Um, okay, so how do we feel about the directing and the writing of the series? Megan, you want to go first? I like it. <laughs> I like Have you ever... I don't know why, I just thought of old Greg as I said that, and the first thing is, Hey, Krista McGuire, have you ever drank <laughs> Bailey's out of a shoe? Oh my god. Uh, the medication I'm on to dull the pain is making me insane. <laughs> nice cream of beige. We're off to a great, off to great scar start, guys. So, I'm Megan, all, how do you feel? I'm all of Megan. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I love the directing and writing on this show. Um, 
Yeah, I kind of made the big thing about the Meow Bunga line, but it it kind of worked in the sense that were they were watching a shitty cat video on YouTube's. Yeah. Um, I think the writing on the show is great. It's not really dated or anything. It's not full of like slang that I could I could catch. Um, it was a very sweet and very sincere, which. In this show, if it wasn't, it could have easily ruined what this show was. Yeah. Um, and the directing on this is superb. Um, the casting on this show is fantastic. It's not cookie cutter or by the numbers. It's very sweet, and the performances in it will make you cry like a bitch. If you're going, this show, I know Hardy complains that the show is really slow. And I think he's a liar because I could mar- I marathoned it in a day and never felt like it was super slow. Um, I thought it was just fantastic. So, um, someone might be getting an award for this show later in the year. Yeah. Foreshadowing and to be continued and uh, Kristen McGuire totally owes me a squeezy potato now. Those little, little, little squishy I want a squishy. Those are real now. Akane's, I know. I want one of Akane's oh. squeezy potatoes. I want one now. I want like five. Has one one to squeeze and like four to pell to like, per, like pearl at people. <laughs> like you did with your goddamn token rambu zoom zooms at A-Fest. And you Yaman failed Bagiri miserably my, by missing Yaman everyone. Yaman is my favorite weapon. And use. almost losing Dirty Dirty Club Boy. Okay. Oh, let's not talk about that. If we lost Jamin Bagiri, I almost took him into Funimation for the tour so he could see his daddy. <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, Roots, how do you feel about the directing and writing of the show? I mean, for the most part, same as Megan, though. I do kind of have a little tiny nitpick. Okay. Go ahead. Um, on occasion, uh, a couple of the the main characters kind of sounded a little older than I think they should have. Okay. Like, in terms of the writing and the, um... <clears throat> and how they speak. Like, you mean more of, like, a way too mature to act like their own age, or the voice itself? N- no, no, no. Not, not the voices themselves. If if I had a problem with that, I, I'd bring it up with the individual characters, but, um... Okay. Like, it, it sounded like they were kind of written as high schoolers, and they're just, mm-hmm. like, a hair younger than that. I think it might have okay. been the show itself, though. And that could yeah. be as well. Yeah, because they're 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 in their third year of middle school. These characters, and they're about to go into high school, so it's kind of that borderline trying to figure out probably the dialogue and what to go with in that kind of in between age. So I can kind of see what you're saying. There. Like I, I really don't remember much about my my eighth and ninth grade years, so I, I couldn't. I say remember for sure. looking like a I. serial killer. <laughs> I'm sorry, you saw the pictures of me in my, my club photo where I look like I'm gonna murder the rest of the kids, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen oh, it. Yeah, That's it not what I had in mind, but okay. Oh my god. And Jamal, how do you feel? Well, I feel the directing is superb. Like Roots, I too had a little nitpick with the writing, because Kristen is... Don't take this the wrong way, but Kristen to me is like she has the best qualities of Monica Vial and the worst qualities of Tyson Reinhardt. I but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in that certain 
phrases certain phrases are kind of odd like I marathoned this whole show today and episode 7 I've heard the words sorry not sorry surfer cat and meow of bunga yes okay yep I know exactly what you're talking about because I actually I actually didn't finish the show for the first time until today and I originally only had two episodes left but I backtracked through the recap episode and just went from there now yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Like, I understand the context. It, I guess it will work for maybe today's middle schooler as well. So I draw the line at Cray Cray. I'm sorry, but that kind of sets me off. Anything else other than that would work okay. But I feel like maybe there might have been a little bit of choice. I don't know if that was the only choice she had. But it, well, in the end, it worked. And that's what matters. Okay. And any thoughts on the directing? I just said it was I mean, at this point, are we ever gonna complain about Sunny Straight like directing I mean, a show? Here's the thing. Well, I mean, we used to complain like a while ago. He's come a long way since Maria the Virgin. He has Witch. come a long way. He has come a long way. And I mean, like I said, when talking, when going into this section, the reason why I decided to pick up this series to begin with is because of Sunny Straight. Because, in my opinion, Sonny Strait has probably, with his history of these, his past shows, he usually has the most unconventional and diverse casting. So, when I looked at the casting list for Tsukigaki uh, Day, and I saw what was going on with it, I was so excited. Because here's the thing. You have the middle school-aged kids, at least to my knowledge, being portrayed by voice actors who are on the younger side and then you have more of the adults being voiced by more adult voice actors you know what i mean yeah so it's not it's not like a situation where it's like you have just a starting about there ian sinclair is not playing a high schooler for an example here um so it's a very interesting casting choice and it really works phenomenally especially Especially when we get to not only our main two characters, uh, Mizuno and Azumi, um, but some of the other major characters like Chinatsu and Hira as well. You have more underutilized actors coming in here, and I think it's phenomenal casting. And the writing, it's pretty straightforward. And I understand some of the little gripes here and there, and I can pick up on that stuff too without you saying it. But... The big thing, like Megan said, if it took it too far with the, with the slang and the campiness or anything like that, it would lose the point of the show. And the fact that Christy McGuire was able to make those dramatic moments stay dramatic and heartfelt, I have to give props to her in that regard. And it just... I cried cried at the end. I'm like, oh my god. Any (laughs) overt, like, okay, I I hate to be that person and just say it. If Tatum or Tyson had written this show, it would have probably fucking tanked it. I I can understand your point, but one thing I realized, especially when it comes to directing a line, because I learned that directors, sometimes they can pick and choose lines as they see fit, as I learned from Colleen. So if it had been either of the two, well, sure as hell won't be Tyson, but if it was Tatum, I mean, Sonny would have treaded a little more carefully than you would with Tyson. Yeah, I feel like Sonny would have probably kept things in line. Yeah, because I, yeah. 
Like, I, I don't hate, it's not like, I'm not like trying to say I hate stuff written by Tyson Reinhardt because I've, I, I have genuinely enjoyed some things that he's written, but um, he's also been a big thorn in the sides of some dubs that I like, but the writing carnival. Um, and Tatum, Tatum can do really, really well when he's under great direction, like an Akka yeah. or 91 Days, I, I, or at least 91 Days, as I've been told. I don't get to watch that for another, like, oh, two Oh, yes, I can, ag- I can agree with 91 Days. 91 Days is uh, hashtag do it for Corteo. Alright, oh, everybody, because oh, this should be out before I get to 91 Days. Uh, over or under when I cry in that show? Ooh, um... Uh, like, there, there's a moment that, that's... You're either going to absolutely hate, or it will be the moment of the show for you. Mm. Oh, boy. What episode what? am I? What episode should do I look it, out for? Do it for Corteo. Um, it's funny that I, I say, say this. It's like episode seven or eight. Oh boy, me and my mom are gonna have a great time. So like, I might. You if, mean you? You mean you like? Want you mean to, drop you mean it like, in the comments if you want my mom me to live tweet my mom and I watching <laughs> ninety one days. So so you you mean like towards the end of like seven or eight or so, right? I I where 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 things happen. Yeah. Where things happen. Yeah, yeah like probably. Does it involve Alex Moore's character? No. 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 It's Brandon's character. Is it? It's Brandon's character. Maybe. I already know what happens to his character thanks to you and Ari. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Shut your face. But, um, I think... Taking forever on this segment, so I, yeah. but it sounds like a general consensus is strong directing, and then minor, minor nitpicks on writing, but overall it's still really strong. That sound about right. It's that like ninety nine point nine percent good. Okay, that's a very strong rating, if anything. So does that mean we're ready to move on? Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the first two sets of characters we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about some parents. So we are going to first talk about. Mizuno's family, Akane Mizuno's family. Uh, Mizuno, excuse me. Yeah, Mizuno. Mizuno. I'm good with names, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, which family are we talking about first? Akane. Okay, it's uh, his parents. I have a funny story about. No, we're not ta- we're not uh, we're not on Azumi yet. Uh, Mizuno's parents. So we have Sayori Mizuno, who is the mother and is voiced by Miss Monica Rial. We have Hiroshi Mizuno, who is voiced by our director, Sunny Strait, and Ayane Mizuno, who is Akane's older sister, and she is voiced by Morgan Garrett. Now, for other roles, Monica Rial has been in series such as Bakuno, Diabolic Lovers, and Michiko and Hachin. Sunny Strait, you have seen him in roles from series like Assassination Classroom, Fullmetal Alchemist, and Orange as another dad, of all things. Um, and then Morgan Garrett, you've heard her in series such as Death Parade, Heavy Object, and Love Live Sunshine. So how do we feel about these three performances? Who would like to go first? I guess I'll go. Okay. What do you think of these three performances? Well, Sonny's pretty good. He tends to have a bit of a dad voice, which I really admire very much. Monica, of course, she's usually a big girl voice here, so it's always welcoming. Morgan Garrett, however, I would never imagine her to play the sister, but... It's definitely something outside the box, and it worked very well. Anyone have any other thoughts? Who wants to go next? I, I really like them. Like they're they're like 
the goofy parents of the show. The doofy parents. They really are the doofy family. Well, Especially Sonny's character. Especially Sonny's character, if anything. He's kind of a big goofy in his own right. Considering, considering the cast for this, that makes sense. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, <laughs> they seem like the kind of parents who would take their kids to, like, Disney World, and they, they'd end up coming back with, like, the floppier goofy hat and the... Oh, absolutely they would. And, like, paraphernalia everywhere. Sounds about right. Well, that, I they're understand. The, they're the parents what? who are the ones who, who do the goofy photos on Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh, One boy. thing I am kind of disappointed about, though... Okay. Is? Again, a little tiny nitpick. Okay, what would that be? Sunny Straight needed to do more dad jokes. <laughs> there needed to be no. more dad jokes. Like, no, there did my, Can I no. say my favorite dad joke? What's your favorite dad joke? A guy went to a zoo. There was only a dog. It was a shit zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> where did no, where does Noah keep the bees on the ark? In the archive. See, Kristen? You could have added more dad jokes. You could have written Sonny some fun dad jokes. No, no, Sonny is fine as is, Kristen. No, I I agree with him dad jokes. I'm pretty sure Sonny Strange just has dad jokes on command in, like, a mental Rolodex. Probably. (laughs) Now I just imagine Krillin (laughs) doing dad jokes until Android 18 punches him. (laughs) I'm just imagining Koro Sensei doing more dad jokes now. That'd be a little weird since he's not a dad. <laughs> no, you made me so... <laughs> God damn it. Um, Megan, how do you feel about these performances? Hello. And now I'm just imagining the ending of Assassination Classroom. Thanks, Jamal. And break checks on Seiji Kishi's Wild Ride. Uh, stop bringing Seiji Kishi's Wild Rides. In the- My god, that man just runs an emotional train wreck right? If you think about it, Angel Beats. Oh god. Assassination Classroom. Oh, you you make man- a solid point. Welcome to Seiji Kishi's Emotional Coffin Factory. Oh my god! I'm your tour guide, Sunny Straight. Um, oh my god! But no, uh, no, I like the family. I think Monica and Sunny play a doofy, heartwarming mom and dad really well. Like in the first episode, where they're at the restaurant, um, yep. and they just throw these poor motherfucking kids under the bus, all of your obnoxious parents trying to shack you up because they want grandbabies. Except for they're in middle school, and that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, that is a little weird. And then, um, Morgan as the sister was one I did not expect. I know, right? I was like, I was like wait, that's Morgan Garrick? She, the last time she did, like, a high school sister role was Love Live Sunshine as Daya against uh, Sarah Wiedenhaf's Ruby. So it was it was different, and I think she also got a little bit more of the dramatic meat in the family because she did because she, gets she had interactions with Akane, Akane, yeah, um, especially about like don't you can't be friends with a girl who also wants to mo- mac on your man, and I think I really could believe the vibe as sisters between them because okay. she kind of sounded like what interactions I have with the older sister I talk to. So I I can believe it. I thought they were all really great. Though I do agree with Roots. It needed 500% more dad jokes. 
Also, I, I'm trying to not laugh because today is Prof's birthday. Oh, that's right, it is. And, and I sent him a tweet that said, Happy birthday, Prof. Shower him in that Sanrio money. And I used the gif of Cyan dancing from the second opening. And I've just been watching it on loop for the last five minutes. Oh my god, child. <laughs> Anyway. Hey, at least it's not cars porn this time. Uh, <laughs> good show. And, and God damn it, Roots. Uh, anyway. Good show. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can talk because I'm just going to stop laughing. Also, Cliff posted the cutest video of Cubby. What else is new? It's cute. But, um, I, I really like... I really like the Mizuno family. Uh, Monica and Sunny are fantastic as the more fun-loving parents. And then, like Megan was saying, Morgan, Morgan as the older sister, it's not one you probably would have expected originally, but she does get a lot more meat in the family and those interactions with Akane. And that family in general is actually really interesting because they're very, a very interesting contrast between the Mizuno family and the Asumi family. So it, it's a very interesting dynamic and I like how it balances out with each other. Uh, let's see. Do we want to move on to Asumi's parents? Yes. Yeah. Alright, so we got Junko Asumi who is voiced by Miss Alex Moore and we have Ryonosuke Asumi voiced by Kent Williams. So Alex Moore, you've heard her in series such as Fuka, Seraph of the End, and Maria the Virgin Witch. And then we have Kent Williams, whom you have heard in series like Heroic Legend of Arzan, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Drifters. So, why don't we start with Roots this time? How do you feel about Asumi's parents? Okay, so, with the characters themselves, I kind of notice an interesting dynamic. Um, okay. It, uh, I kind of appreciate the fact that you kind of brought up that the uh, that the two sets of parents kind of contrast one another. Because, mm -hmm. um... <clears throat> Uh, Kotaro's like an only child. Yeah. And his parents are very sheltering. And then, um, Ayami is her name? Azumi? Uh, Azumi. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting the names mixed are you, up. Um, are, wait, are you are you talking about the sister? Akane's sister. Oh, uh, Akane. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I, like, the names are starting to jumble together. It's <laughs> too many A's, too many A's at <laughs> this um, show. She's she's a second born, and her parents are a lot <clears throat> are a lot less hands on. Okay, which, which is kind of an interesting dynamic because I'm not the oldest child of my family, and it was kind of a similar dynamic with me and my older sister. Okay, so. Um, I, I do kind of appreciate that, you know, Kent Williams and, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, who is, who is the other actor? Alex Moore. Alex Moore. Alex Moore. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they were both kind of colder. Like, like, not, you know, not completely harsh to, uh, Kotaro. But they... They were definitely a lot stricter about him, especially pertaining to girls, than um, than I'm kind of personally used to. So, I I, I thought that was a really interesting dynamic that was that was picked up on. It's interesting that you say that because 
I'm an older sibling between me and my sister, though to be fair, I have three older step-siblings. But with my mom, since I'm the oldest between the two of us, everything is obviously a first for my family, for my parents. Like, I'm the first one to go to school, like, go to college and graduate, and go through all this stuff like student loans, all this crap. And Azumi's mother, um, Alex Moore, because there's an interesting dynamic between Azumi's parents, too. Because you have the mom, who is very, very strict when it comes to studying, and is like, you, your grades are, your grades are good, you need to just, you should probably quit that, um, a festival you're working on, or you need to stop writing these little, little books and things like that. Nose and grindstone, kid! Yeah, and then you have the dad, aka Kent Williams, who, he's still fairly strict, but he's not the same extent as the mom is. Like, there was, um, cause Suki Gakirei is actually really interesting because a good amount of the episodes, they're actually shorter than the normal 23 minute runtime because a good amount of them at the after the end credits they have these little shorts yeah together one of the shorts <laughs> and i was re-watching it today one of the shorts was about the the mom finding the books that asumi has been writing and yeah. then and then we have the dad who's like you really probably shouldn't be reading that stuff you know what i mean this that's kind of his private stuff so the next scene we have Kent Williams, the dad, in Ozmi's room reading the books, and he's like, he's really got a grasp on how women think. And then two seconds later, uh, you have the mom in the room. She, he reading. knows nothing about what women think. <laughs> exactly. So the dad is a bit more lax compared to the mom, and Kent Williams plays that really well. Um, though he still is really strict, because when we get to where Kotaro wants to apply to the same high school as Akane, and that whole conflict in their family, he he kind of does step up and become a little bit more strict about it. The surprise between the two for me here would be Alex Moore. Because yeah. when I first started the show, I didn't think that I was no Alex Moore. I had no idea who Moore. the fuck that was. I didn't know who that was. I think I have a contender for voice acting Black Magic this year. But um, it was very interesting, and I liked how Alex portrayed this very, very serious mom who just wants the best for her son, her only child. Because, I mean, I can understand that. Because my mom would sometimes be the same way as me being the oldest child. She wanted what's best for me and she can be strict about it. And since, again, since I'm the firstborn, she's learning things as she goes with me. So, there's new territory for her and I'm pretty sure it's the same situation here with um, Kotaro's mom. Where it's like... She just wants the best for him because she's also learning things along the way. But she com becomes a little bit more relaxed towards the last third of the show when she does accept that he's going to apply to this private high school. So it's... I think the mom's character arc was pretty well done. And Alex Moore definitely, definitely pulled that off very well. Um, Megan, Jamal, what are your thoughts on these two? Do you want to go first, Jamal? Because I have a funny story that's a little long about the mom. Yeah, why not? Save the best for last. Uh, well, thank you. To be honest, I found this casting kind of odd, yet it kind of worked. Because the thing about it is, Kent Williams has a habit for playing 
old characters like grandfathers and so on. So I, he was the last person I expect to be Azumi's dad. But in the end, it took a little getting used to, but it worked. Alex Moore, however, because it's the thing about Alex Moore. We mostly know her for like these kind of nasal kind of characters she portrays. Oh no, we don't. <laughs> Not just those. But here's the yes, but here's the thing though, because I saw a video she did recently where I found out that's not even an actual voice at all. The her character she plays here is close to an actual voice, but it's much deeper. And as Mega Kid attest from the other night, I kinda had a problem with her in her role the Centaur's life, which he I guess it was a direction choice where she had to speak out of her natural range. But she manages to rein it in here. And matter of fact, take a step deeper to the point where some of y'all couldn't even tell that was her. So, as as much as an odd choice that was, it was the right choice. I'm about like, to say, you haven't seen Maria, have you? I have, actually. She's She plays, she uses her normal register when she plays Lillette. Yeah, it, it's been I, a while. I've only watched like five episodes of Maria, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's the she's the girl who hangs out with Chris Rager's kid. I like I said I am not done with Maria despite voting in it. Um, so yeah, uh, as somebody who's recently rewatched Fruits Basket, please cast Kent Williams as younger, like in his twenties or thirty characters because he still has the voice for it. I don't care yes. if it's been sixteen years. Hattori Soma is eternal. Um, yes. <laughs> I love Patori. So I was actually really cool with Kent Williams being the dad. I, I, I definitely agree with Lilac about him being the more lax parent. And it really came through in his voice. Because am I going to throw it out on the limb as I was the only person raised as an only child? Pretty much. Okay. So quick aside to TLDR my life. Um, I have at least five or six siblings? Question mark? Um, two of them are older than me and the rest are all, all of the rest are younger than me, but I've only met three of them. Okay. Because I'm adopted. Um, it's within family. It's a long story and it's kind of dumb. Uh, but I was raised as an only child, so I can really relate to, um, may I keep, I always forget his name. I'm sorry. Azumi? Ozmi. So I relate to a lot where Ozmi's coming from, especially with Alex Moore as the mom. Because um, when I was that age, my mom and I used to bicker a lot. Um, but in America, we really don't do the thing with Japan where they have to like apply to get into high schools. Yeah, it's really yeah. just more area-based. Based yeah. And, yeah, it's area-based. So I went to, like, everybody I know went to, like, basically the same elementary school well not okay we all went to like the same middle school basically but everybody from there went to the same high school for one year before they built another high school and everyone who was in a certain part of the county moved to the other high school including at the time my then boyfriend who i broke up with in like my last year of college thanks but um when i was applying for college and studying my mom was a lot like ozmi's mom um so when Oz Alex Moore did a really good job in portraying that, so much so that I fucking hated that character. Like, so I was on Twitter and I was like, well, fuck you too, Ozami's mom. And you were, I you, were, you were having flashbacks, weren't you? I, I kind of was. 
Um, which is how convincing the performance is, by the way. So I forgot Alex Moore follows me. Oh, oh nice. nice. Oh no. Hi, Alex. Um, oh no. She's like, she's like, I'm only trying to help, and I'm like, let him follow his dreams. And she's like, his dreams are stupid. Um, so Kristen, I know you watched the show. If you see Alex, tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> where I haven't actually heard, I've only heard her natural speaking voice maybe once, and that was in a commentary um, with her, Felicia, Micah, and Justin. And I remember poor Justin looking like a deer in the headlights, mostly. He's just like, ah! No, I, I genuinely enjoy both their performances, and I kind of hope that I hear Alex play more, like, adult or slash big girl characters. Um... And I kind of have her now because of this. I would like to see her in as um, one of the characters in Magus Bride. If you've seen the trailer that Crunchyroll put out about a month ago now, um, there's this blonde character, and she's really interesting. And I would actually really like Alex to play her. Uh, so fingers crossed on the direction of that show. So uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Uh, we should be good. Move on then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna basically before we get to our middle schoolers, we're gonna talk about two more um, adult figures in these characters' lives. We have Daisuke Tachibana. Uh, he is a friend of Asumi's through the neighborhood like festival preparations and committee, and he also runs a bookstore that Asumi frequents. And then we have Ryoko Sonoda, who is the homeroom teacher of all these rambunctious little kids. So, for Daisuke, we have Ian Sinclair, whom you have heard in series such as Daigonrapa 3, The End of Hope's Peak Academy, Carnival, and Nanbaka. And then we have Jamie Markey coming in as Miss Sonoda, whom you have heard in series such as Death Parade, Noragami, and Snow White with the Red Hair. Uh, who would like to go first? Me! Go right ahead. Um, so, uh, I really, really loved Ian as Daisuke. Um, he gave off the really big, big bro- a really good vibe of a big brother and mentor towards, uh, oh my god, I'm gonna Asumi? keep doing- Thank you, you. You could go by Kotaro, too. Kotaro, you'll probably- No, you that. know, you- here's the thing. I don't want to call him by that. I want to call him by his actor. Um, and I can't Don't yet. do it. Do it. <laughs> that's, that's for the end. Uh, so, um- and I think there was a real sense of, like, genuine gentleness and, like, like friendship and kinship and brotherliness. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you can make family out of the people in your community and the people you're around. And I think that it's really nice, especially to hear Ian playing such a laid-back character. Yeah. Because Ian usually plays a lot of really big hams. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the quieter moments of his character Daikoku in Noragami when he's not freaking out okay, because he's yeah. the sh- because he's the straight man to Alexis Tipton's Kofuku. It is Alexis Tipton, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. I I haven't watched Noragami in like a but year or two. It's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a minute since Noragami. Um, we still need that season three, by the way. Jamie. Boss. Jamie, that character was kind of there. Um, 
she was the homeroom teacher and kind of just there. But the bigger thing I have is this. Um, if I could take a moment to have a small soapbox. Okay. Japan, we need to talk about something. Does this involve Roman? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Can we save this for Roman? Because I, I also have kind of a big spiel and we'll... I want to say this, though. In Japan, there's, like, a trope about teachers wanting to fuck, wait to fuck their Yeah. Oh. And in America, when that happens, it's, like, a federal crime. Yeah. Please, Japan, stop making teachers want to fuck their students. It's kind of creepy. Well, to be fair, I think... Tuki also little... wants to fuck. Well, there's that. But to be fair, I think Jamie's character is a newer, younger teacher. It's so still be weird because there is yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair. I'm just it's saying, like a Mary Kay kind of thing. I'm just yeah, saying, like, to be fair, it's not like it's like a 40, 50 year old teacher. Yeah, it's still weird. It's still but weird, like, but at least like, it's not a huge age gap where it's the most disgusting thing in the world. But I mean, like, at what point she's drinking her sorrows away that she has to wait for Roman to be out of high school. Because, I mean, he's, he's what, like, 13, 14? Yeah. yeah. 14, 15, yeah. That's still creepy. Exactly. It, it is creepy, but I'm just saying, at least the teacher's not, like, in her 40s or 50s. That would be extreme creepy. No, that old devil's advocate to this. I'm trying. I'm trying to be good about this, okay? Okay, but even then, like, I will admit, in one of my favorite shows ever... It could be worse. It could be the teacher-student romance in Card Captors, where the guy wants to date a fucking fifth grader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and even then, in like the manga of Fruits Basket, um, Toru's dad was much older than her mom, and it's implied she was a teen mom. Wonderful. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but off my soapbox. Have at it for the rest of y'all. <laughs> Alright, who wants to go from there? Alright, so I I largely agree with Megan on Ian Sinclair. He, he was a great like older mentory kind of figure to Kotaro. Um, I do have to say you know, the, the weirdness aside um, Jamie Markey's performance was actually kind of funny. Yeah, like, it was funny, but it's still weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's it's it, it, it's cr <clears throat> kind of creeper-ish, but you know, it. I got a few chuckles out of the oh oh. <clears throat> excuse me, um, I got a few chuckles out of those little like omake ending sequences where she's drinking, drinking her, her wine and complaining. Yes. Well, here's the funny thing. Isn't Roman the one who kind of starts at first and then yeah. you find out later that it's the teacher yeah, who also I mean, likes him too? Weird, but, uh, like, it's I weird. Know, <laughs> it's... I know he's like hot for teacher, but <coughs> it's, it's weird regardless. Yeah. <laughs> got it back. Got it back. I'm hot for teacher. Is it Pink Floyd who sings hot for teacher? Van uh, Halen. Van Halen. Oh, whoops, sorry. She's on the right track, but no. <laughs> at least at least I asked instead of, like, completely Outright committing set. like Noah did with Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. insulting every theater major and musical fan throughout the world. Oh, or Barbara, hey, I mean, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. It, it's That's fine. It I was about to say Def Leppard, so. 
<laughs> oh god. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. We're, we're on Jamal, aren't we? Yeah, yes, Jamal. We are. I was taking a drink. I'm sorry. Yeah. So am I. Hold on. <laughs> Guzzle that one. I drink to forget that this kid wants to fuck his teacher, and the teacher wants to fuck him back. Another sip. <laughs> Pour one out. Oh, no, this is... uh, My mom bought this beer. Yeah, so, Ian, (laughs) I definitely like how you place outside the norm. It's nice he's not playing a high schooler again. At least someone in his older youth, like maybe his mid to late 20s or something. Jamie Markey, I was going to say, I'm glad she's playing a, a young adult instead of an adult. And then we brought up the woman thing, and I'm like... Oh, dear God. <laughs> I mean, it was going to come up eventually. Let's face it. But, yes. It was nice to hear Jamie uh, doing a different take on the world she's used to. So, <laughs> but those Omaki endings are pretty funny. And I think, like, Megan, funny. she probably tries to drink to forget, too. But <laughs> what can you do? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of have to agree with everything everybody else has kind of said aside from the weird creepy roman teacher situation we're not getting into that more yet um yeah ian sinclair definitely plays a very good mentor and older brother figure for um asumi uh katara asumi and then jamie she's pretty darn good as a teacher again like what i was saying when we were talking about the directing and the writing is sani decided to keep the adults sounding more as adults and then once we start getting more into the middle schools here in a minute more of the younger talent is portraying these middle schoolers so you'll see that shift very soon but yeah it's a really good balance and especially with Ian and um, Kotaro uh, the two of them have a really good dynamic and I enjoyed those scenes that they had together Uh, do we want to move on? yep I'm ready Mm -hmm. Uh Alright, so we got a bunch of middle schoolers to talk about. A gaggle? What do you call a group of middle schoolers? A gaggle or, like, a herd or a fuckton? Uh, a herd. I would say a fuckton. I just call them ankle biters and call it a day. I thought those were, <laughs> I thought those were kindergartners. four feet tall at this point. Oh my god. Anyways. You know how I tall mean, I am. I mean, what's your them? You yes, know I how do. tall I actually am. Roots, you're as tall as I am! No, Roots is taller than you, dude. He is? Yes! Yeah, he is! Oh, wait, that's right. Cliff is as tall as me. <laughs> yeah, that one no. was a surprise. No, Cliff I'm actually is as tall kind of flattered you. Con- <laughs> I'm kind Cliff of flattered you confused me for Cliff Chapin. <laughs> no offense, he's kind of built. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. the surprising part. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, that's a track. Like, I want to know his workout plan, like. And now this conversation has gotten awkward. <laughs> awkward. Awkward. Speaking of awkward, let's talk about some middle schoolers. Woo! Segue. All right. So the first three middle schoolers we're going to be talking about, basically these first two sets of middle schoolers, kind of the very, very minor ones. So we have Sho Nagahara, who is voiced by Austin Tyndall. Austin Tyndall! We have Tsubasa Kanako, who is voiced by Aaron Dismuke. And Yasuhito Inaba, who is voiced by Ben Phillips. Ben Uh, Phillips! God damn it. (laughs) So, Austin Tindall, you've probably heard him in series such as Assassination Classroom, Snow White with Red Hair, and Defrag. 
Aaron Dismuke has been in series such as Aka 13, Devil's a Part-Timer, and Ping Pong the Animation. And as for Ben Phillips, you've probably heard him in shows such as Garo the Animation, Overlord, and Mikagata School Suite. I kind of wait wanna... a second. Yes, Ben Phillips was the guy that gives um Justin his armor, right? Yeah. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What the fuck? <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, he's um. It's not Bernard. Ah. Uh, what the fuck? It's um. No, wait, wait. Well, Ben Phillips is Fernando, though. He's not. He's not Raphael. No, Ben Phillips is Raphael. I think. What? No, what? that's Ben Bryant. 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 That's what it is. Yes. Too many Bens in that show. Yeah, because anyway. I was literally Dude. just rewatching Garo. So. Good. Why I'm glad someone Garo? was. I haven't rewatched it yet, and I feel sad for myself. I kind of want to. <laughs> I kind of want to start and go first on this because. I'm sorry, some of the amusing moments from this show was Austin Tindall basically being a goddamn player and hooking up with this girl. <laughs> Those shorts that you see at the end, one of the common shorts that you see is basically uh, Tindall's character is the boyfriend of an another character we're gonna talk about in a minute. And she, he seems to always bring her to these, like, love hotels and shit. And he also doesn't have the money to pay for them, so she always asks her. Because, yeah. like, Wait, who was who? Wait, which one was which again? The loser was uh, Austin Tindall. Nagahara? Yeah. Uh, I need to... Where is Anime Planet? Because I need to pull up the images. So, yeah, Nagahara is fucking uh. Playboy through Extreme. Yeah. Uh, I got my anime list open if you want me screen share. Yeah, that could help. I'm on anime plan on my phone. Uh, uh Yas Yasuhito is he's kinda he's kinda small, he has like dark hair. And then who am I looking at? Subasa Kaneko. Subasa Kaneko, he was the bald kid, I think, right? Uh no. I wanna see I wanna see. Yeah, that's yes. him. Pretty much yes. like short hair. Yeah. That's Aaron's character. He, okay, so Austin Tyndall is the one that keeps trying to like do his girlfriend, but he's too cheap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's just the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, that was that was like one of the best arcs great. of the show. That was probably one of the best little mini arcs in those shorts. <laughs> it's just basically that motherfucker trying to bang his girlfriend. I'm happy that he got turned down by that girl because no, he's a fuckboy. He is and a, a fuckboy. This show is oddly enough full of fuckboys. Yeah. And I mean, Ben Phillips and Aaron's characters are kind of there, in a sense. Austin's yeah. is really the standout because he is such an extreme fuckboy. It's not even funny. <laughs> he's in the, This show it has, like, the fuckboy derby. <laughs> <laughs> Line them up and watch them go. It's the Fuckboy Derby here on ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> and Austin's character is not even the one who would win in this show. And that's the strangest that's the strange part. part. Yeah. That's the weirdest part. But yeah, like, I really... Because I don't recall many opportunities for Austin to be the full-fledged fuckboy in the situation and it's a lot of fun to hear it and then Aaron and Ben Phillips they're kind of just there as yeah. these extra little yeah. side characters I mean obviously Aaron's voice is very distinguishable and I think it works very well 
Ben Phillips, I'm still slowly getting to know because he hasn't really done a lot of yeah. a lot of voice acting credits, and I think his biggest one is today is still probably Garo. But um, I kind of want a fuckboy derby shirt. <laughs> and after recording a centaur's life, I'm just having the weirdest mental image right now. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, Get I, re- that I do enjoy head there, Jamal. But yeah, I do I enjoy know. these three performances for what it is, especially especially Austin. So that's just funny as hell. Well, uh, it's kind of funny you say Aaron and not Caitlin Glass. Uh, that's a little edited joke for you, Lilac. You can cut that if you want to. Okay, uh, gonna, I don't know what you're talking about, so yeah, I'm probably gonna cut the, that. The royal tutor. But yeah, Austin. Yeah, <laughs> Nagaha's a fucking loser, man. Like. <laughs> Like, dude's trying to get laid to his girlfriend, his girlfriend ain't having none You're of that. You're in middle school, why do you need to fuck your girlfriend? <laughs> and, no, no, and the, still the best part is the fact he's too cheap to pay for a fucking love hotel, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the other oh, and uh, Conico, Con- uh, yeah, Conico's definitely a fuckboy, uh, Inaba, I don't really remember much of him, but kind of close to fuck boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, is it, met- isn't isn't Inaba with um? Shoot, wasn't he with a uh, Miyu? Yes. Yes. Okay, I thought so. Um, I feel now I feel sorry for the guy. Oh, Miyu's <laughs> like. <laughs> I remember now, me, you friend zoned him at the end. Yes! He was friend zoned at the end. I'm like, oh my oh, god. Oh, was he the guy that wants to be with the girl, but the girl keeps, like, complaining about fucking everything he does? Yeah. Yes! The one I remember is the selfie one. Yeah. Uh, Where she's like, this is awful, and it's like, bitch, just take a picture! But he told you oh, that owned about the bear one. Like when she looks, when he sees she's looking at the bear, when really she's looking at the necklace around the bear. I'm like, oh, and I remember um, when I was rewatching the second half of the show, um, one of the other little shorts was Aaron's character with um, Ira, and they were looking through this magazine together, <laughs> and um, you know you'd look really cute posing like that, babe. And she does, yeah. and he's like, wow, I didn't think you'd take me seriously. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh my god, it's, what a douchebag. I saw something like that in Survey Dirty Children, but that's another story. Yeah, that, it's like he yeah, has this bad... Aaron's character is a fuckboy, but I do feel bad for Ben Phillips' character, because he got friend-zoned hard. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. for that Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, Roots, you, your thoughts? I, yeah, I had that realization, Okay, Sorry. so yeah... I mean, Aaron Dismuke and uh, Ben Phillips' characters just kind of vanish into the background, so I really don't have much of an opinion. Okay. God, though, watching <laughs> Austin Tyndall basically be the character he usually gets to play, but the circumstances being completely flipped around, where, he, where he's trying to be a player, but he's just a total goober. Actually, kind of funny it's, when you say that. It, it's excellent. I I really got a kick out of it. I want to know. I want to know how does a middle schooler know about love hotels? That that was a little off-putting to me. Do you? I mean, your girlfriend. I mean, boys will be boys, and I mean, at that age, sometimes there are boys at that age who just have one thing on the brain, and they'll learn about this shit. <laughs> to be fair. 
Uh, Megan, how do you feel about these performances? Um, I mean, I I already said Austin Timble Austin Austin Tim. Austin, Austin Tyndall is in the fuckboy derby. Uh, he gets the good he gets the fuckboy voice down pretty well. Um, Aaron is is cute, I guess. He's a little shit too, but uh, I don't remember him very much. And then, uh, unfortunately, I, I'm pretty sure Ben did good, but I don't remember him much either. I did feel sorry for him. Like, he was cute, but I just kind of felt bad for him because he got worked by this poor girl. So, <laughs> speaking of that those motherfucking girls, are we ready to move on? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, these three girls are basically the counterparts for the three guys we just talked about. So we have Setsuko Sato, who is essentially the, by the end of the series, the ex-girlfriend of Nagahara, aka Austin Tindall's character. She's in the fuck girl relay. <laughs> yup. We have Aida Miyamoto, who is the girlfriend of Aaron's character, Subasa Kaneko. And we have Miyu Imazu, who um, is the bitch that friendzoned Ben Phillips' character. <laughs> so... To kind of go through who voices these characters, uh, Setsuko is voiced by Christy Rothrock, who has been in series such as Alderman on the Sky, Classroom of the Elite, and because I couldn't find the abbreviation for this, what do you do at the end of the world? Are you busy? Will you save us? World Suka End. Thank you, World End. Don't and forget your Yon Nice. Sucka Sucka. <laughs> like, I stayed away from your Yon Nice. Um, Aida is voiced by Kristen McGuire, who has been in series such as Castletown Dandelion, Prison School, and New Game. And then Bryn April is Miyu, the bitch who friends his own Ben Phillips. And she's been in series such as New Game as well, Snow, uh, Show by Rock, excuse me, and Attack on Titan. So who wants to go first with their thoughts on these three performances? It's so... Yeah. Well, Bryn's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. No, um, the ship... Honestly, I found the girls a lot more memorable. Yeah. Ironically, you know, um, Austin Tindall's girlfriend kind of <laughs> kind of swapped around. She, she kind of falls into the background a little bit, but um, mm -hmm. the other two girls were kind of the ones that stuck out for me more than their male counterparts. Yeah, kind of. Things got a little bit swapped around. Because, I mean, with the other big thing with these three girls is... They're really good friends with Akane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these bitches be They're catty. They're also awful to Akane. These bitches be catty as shit. Well, remember it is middle of, school. Remember one, like, of the, remember one of the shorts where they were basically, like, every time, like, the boys were ogling their teacher, the four of them would go in the bathroom, this including Akane, and basically bitch about the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they also made fun of, uh... Damn it, I did it again! Asumi? Thank you. You're never gonna get that name. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna mess up and call him by his actor's name at one point. <laughs> you probably Indeed. will. But yeah, they're, they're basically ragging on Jamie's character. <laughs> and the one, the one part, the one little short with the, um, with the perfume that's not really perfume, if anything. <laughs> they're like... Because Akane managed to find out what kind of perfume she uses, and then the girls are like, I kind of want to try it. kind of want to try it. It's like, what? They do remind me of 
girls that I know when I was in middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. It's rather amusing. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that you know, it's interesting that you say with Kristen and Bryn, they kind of have more standout moments compared to Aaron and Ben, and then it's in reverse between Austin and Christy. I find it interesting that you say that, and it does make sense, honestly. I mean, you know, Austin Tyndall's kind of playboy characters do kind of suck a lot of the oxygen out of the room, so I'm not entirely surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> he does suck a lot of oxygen out of the room. Yeah. What other thoughts do we have to throw out there about these three catty little bitches? Um, I, I really do feel like the girls did, um, were a little bit more memorable. Um... And then, uh, I genuinely enjoyed them because they were all kind of catty and bitchy. Especially Christy Rothrock's one. Um, like, in the show, was like, yeah, I broke up with him. And they were like, wait, what? Like, they were, they were a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the background characters of the show really blended in for me. Okay. Um, I, 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 sometimes I have a habit of when the ending turns on to skip to the next episode. Um, oh, so no. I may have missed some stuff. I got most of them, but sometimes, like, I was a lot more invested in the main characters than them, so I mean, I, I think all the performances are really good. I just can't name all the characters. No, I, under I understand that, but I think even though as weird as it is to have those little shorts at the end, it actually can give you a good, be a good indicator for some of these characters too, because you get to see them a lot more present in these shorts, if anything. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. Jamal, how do you feel about these three? Okay, hold on. <laughs> She's taking another sip. Oh man. Setsuko has every right to be pissed at Nagahara because he's a fucking loser, and I think Christy got that across very well. <laughs> Absolutely. Do not beat boys like Austin Tyndall's boys. They're awful. <laughs> they are such Christy, Christy, while still relatively new, is taking a while for me to get used to her voice, but I like how she portrayed that attitude. Ira is Christian. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it's Christy being Christian. I like it all the same. And I have a confession to make. You know how you started watching the show because Sunny Strait was the director? Let me guess. It has you watched the show because Brene April was in it, didn't it? Another sip. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a yes. Yeah. Drink your, drink your shame but, away, Jamal. <laughs> drink your shame. Uh, I think we discovered a few episodes ago, I have no shame. Fair. Yeah, so... It, it was nice... Let me just chug this, this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it's... I know we must be excited to use a natural voice. I didn't, I didn't, didn't expect it to be a middle school character, but I didn't expect it, her to be a bitch either, but it worked very well. She's a bitch, she's a lover, she's a child. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alright. But So yeah. bas basically what we're all saying here is the girls are really memorable. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're saying here? Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that the girls, the personalities were, fuck all fire, fuck man, my brain is out of it. It's also eleven o'clock at night, so I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, I go to New York tomorrow, everybody. I go to work tomorrow, everybody. Same here. This is my weekend, so I recorded a bunch of stuff. Anyway, so are we ready to move on? 
Yes. <laughs> you recorded a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> you only recorded one more thing than I did. Shut your face. Um, so, the rest of these characters are going to be in pairs, and the first... <laughs> God. I did two more things than you, thanks. Not in, like, the span of a few days. Shut your mouth. Yeah, I did. No, you did not. I did Fruits Basket Gamers, Centaur's Life, and this. And Little Witch. All the in week, one week. Bef- in one week. I'm, yeah, just ta- little- I'm just talking in a few days. Sit your oh. ass down. Anyway. Fight me. <laughs> and the fuel train has derailed yet again. This isn't Preacher. the fuel trip anymore. This is the well, bitch train. You can feel like a bitch, too. I can make this train go from the bullet train to the flying pussyfoot real quick, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Don't mess with me, motherfucker. I am the conductor, a.k.a. the real I am no. the young conductor. No, I am the young conductor. But you're this is, in this anime. You come into my house on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Set the fuck you down. You come onto my train the, this, the day of my friend's retirement. <laughs> so who's next, Lila? <laughs> I'm sorry, that poor, poor conductor. Um, rest, 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 rest in, in peace, peace Segway. Thank you. Thank you before this gets derailed even more. So the reason why I was laughing is one of these characters, and we're going to bring that up, that awkward situation again. So we have Aoi Takizawa, who is a friend of Akane's. She is on the track team with her. And we, we have Roman Yamashina, who is a friend of Kotaro's. And um, I think... Welcome back to Hot for Teacher. Yes. But Roman is kind of really energetic and out there, if anything. He's very bubbly. That's probably the best way to describe his personality. Uh, he's also the person who says the line, sorry, not sorry, at the amusement park because he decides yeah. to go on a ride by himself before everyone else. On a lot of rides by himself, actually. <laughs> yes, correct. That man pulled, I mean, like, what my dream is to do at Disney World with less alcohol. I mean, to be fair... He was the one in that big group who didn't have some kind of date. <laughs> to be Well, yeah, fair. because could you imagine if he just shows up with the teacher? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that right now. So the individuals who voice these characters, Aoi Takizawa is being voiced by Felicia Angeal, who have, you have heard in series such as Allison's Arogu Gangsta and The Rolling Girls. <laughs> Hashtag do it for Corteo. It's Brenda McInnes as Roman. Whom you have heard in series such as 91 Days, Nanbaka, and Show by Rock. Who would like to go first? <laughs> Me. Go right ahead. Because I just had the. Okay, so to explain before I talk about Roman, my dream is to go to the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, get completely fucking wasted, and ride Soren over and over. Oh my god. Um, until I vomit. Lovely. Um, and my second thing was, it would have been real. I'm surprised they didn't go to like, like off Disney World. I think they went to Fuji Q Highland actually, which is an actual theme park that my friends go to, that has a bunch of crazy roller coasters. And I was like, it's a good thing they didn't have like, it, it's a small world equivalent. Other, and they didn't bring the teacher otherwise, because I'm pretty sure some skeevy shit would have gone down and child services would have been involved. Yeah. And, and Chris w- Hansen, Chris Hansen would have been at the part where you get off the ride. Anyway, um, how do you feel about the performances, Megan? Uh, one, that Roman was an underutilized character by the show because Brandon McGinnis was fantastic. 
Um, and there's another show that he's doing with Chris McGuire, uh, that is, um, very, very much the opposite of Roman. And I think that it's great to show his range, um, because Brandon McGinnis's range is actually a little scary. Um, yeah, because he can considering, do considering like because I yeah, there's a reason why can, I put like 91 days and Nambaka and Shabai Rock here for like. Well, some also credits. being one of the other big ones, even though that character again was also criminally underutilized, is Izioi in Domino Three. Yes, you would be correct. <laughs> um, his range is terrifying. Terrifying, and like the fact that he's had very few leads compared to other people, mm-hmm. um, is criminal. Um. So I think he was great. Felicia did um, a good job as Aoi, is her name? Yes. Yeah. Um, ha, 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 I'm not the only one that thought that. She just went and broke herself. I think she now just noticed that. I think she just broke herself. I, uh, I think you're going to need to explain this for the... Uh... For the peanut gallery, i.e. myself. In that, in that case, I will go next because Felicia. While Megan is recovering, while Megan's recovering, Jamal, how do you feel? So, for those that don't understand, uh, Felicia plays Aoi, who's pretty much fit and tan in, in school. Much like another Aoi she played in uh, Danganronpa. Oh, now I'm catching okay, on. Okay, okay. Yes. I haven't seen Danganronpa, so... No. Okay, now I get the joke. You need to get on that. Well, three. Um, I don't know about the um, first one. No, I think she did a really great job. Um, out of the main three girls that are on the drag team, her, um... Akane and... Shinatsu? Uh, the, the bitch. Shinatsu? Um, she was kind of the least memorable of them. Yeah, but I'd I agree. think that's more of the character being care like again criminally underutilized character. Um, so, but I think Felicia did a really great job, and I'm happy she's in the show because any show with Felicia and Jill is a joy. And I have a really big feeling that I need to watch Allison Zoroku with her in it. Yes. Um, so it. I'm gonna pass it on to Jamal as I die. <laughs> As she lays there dying, I did like, I mean, I thought it was a little more memorable than what needed to be, because for God's sake, she's playing another girl named Aoi. I mean, come on, this can't be a coincidence. It's funny, because I didn't catch on until Megan died a little bit. I was like, oh shit, you're right. I mean, all you gotta do is put a donut in her mouth and get the reference instantly. But she yeah. also needs longer hair and a ponytail, and then you definitely catch on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, like, they, like Megan said, she's criminally underutilized, but that's pretty much the writing of the character. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Felicia did a pretty good job. Brandon McGinnis is Roman. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still trying to get past the whole thing with Roman, because I can understand being in middle school and having a crush on your teacher, but that's going way too far. But aside but, from that... Brandon did a pretty good job. You don't really see much of him, and what you do see of him is pretty much him hanging with his buds. I, we- think, I think there are moments where, when you see Roman, he kind of steals the scene a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he and, uh, what's his name? From, from They steal a scene from Kotaro. So... Yeah. Roots, yeah, I- you want to go next? Uh, yeah. 
Unfortunately, I, I really don't remember uh, Felicia Angel's character all that much. Mm -hmm. um, Roman, on the other hand, like, of Kotaro's friends, he is the one that completely steals the show. Whenever he, <laughs> whenever he speaks, whenever he's on camera, and Brandon McKinnis nailed that. Okay. Like, I, I would have to. I, I agree with that. Like, oh my god, he is probably one of the funniest characters of the show, even though his character arc is creepy as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree that whenever Roman was on screen, Brandon just steals the scene, like, hands down, like, nothing else matters. And it's very amusing, and like Megan said, like, both him and Felicia's characters are very underutilized, which is a shame. I just didn't want to put... Owie and Roman with the with the catty girls and the fuckboys, really. I was like... Because they, they're, they're like the nicest people. Yeah. They're better off in their own little section. But, um, yeah, Felicia's character is not all that memorable to me. Um, Owie... Owie is a good character. It's a good fit, and it was perfectly fine. Um, but between the two, Brandon definitely stole the show whenever he was in there, <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious. And like Megan said... His range is very terrifying. Like, maybe not to the extent of, oh, I don't know, Damon Mills terrifying, but uh, his range can be rather terrifying. Now if, now, if Brendan were to ever play an old, like, an elderly Russian person and pull it off, that's when things get terrifying. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to agree that both of these performances are really good, but Brendan is definitely one of the standouts. Uh, for between is the standout between the two because the scenes are just so memorable. He'll he'll just steal the scene and just call it a day. Um, we think we're ready to move on. Who's have two sets yeah. of characters left to go? Oh, wow. wow, this is going by really fast. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Welcome to oh. the fuck boy derby. <laughs> let me let me just preface that if the boys. <laughs> <laughs> if the boys are uh, the horses in the film, if the if what? If the boys are uh, the horses in the fuckboy derby, one of the next characters is a thoroughbred. Look here, fuckboy. Okay, look. Let's just go here. Fuckboy is a gender-neutral term for anybody who is a piece of shit towards the other person in a relationship and or tries to slide on into another relationship. So let's load these two fuckboy thoroughbreds into the derby and welcome to Suki Gakurei Ground, cause it's time for the Kentucky fuckboys. And the Suki Gakurei season. God damn it, okay. So the two we have to talk about, uh, Chinatsu Nishio, who is Akane's best friend. She's also on the track team, but she develops a crush on Kotaro. And then we have Takumi Hira, who is a member of the track team as well, alongside Akane and Chinatsu and Aoi. However, since they started school together, pretty much, he has had a crush on Akane. So we have basically two characters here who have crushes with our main two protagonists. In terms Just of- Just a quick question before we start. Yes. So, Roots, when we bring up the guy one, do you want me to tell the story or do you want to tell it? Um, depends on who goes first. I mean, okay, just say it. I think it's kind of just, just go. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll start us off. No, well, hold on. I gotta say who it is first. 
Um, so... Chinatsu Nishio is voiced by Megan Shipman, who has been in series such as New Game, Overlord, and Love Life Sunshine. And speaking of crazy goddamn ranges, um, and speaking of Damon Mills, everybody, he plays Hira, who has been in series such as Eld Live, The Royal Tutor, and Jerry on Ice. So which between you two are starting first? I don't know. Right, I, I think the story... <laughs> You start the story and I'll finish. Okay. Okay. So, um... Story time. We, um... We met Damon Mills and Megan Shipman at Anime Fest. The both of them. They're... they're... I am two Megan Shipman's wife. (laughs) Not again. Stop it. Um, they are... They're very nice, very cool people. But... I started... Do you want me to... I started Tsukigaki Ray after we got back. Had I, and had I not done that, had I watched, like, oh my God. at the very least, the first half of the show before we left, God, that would have joffreyed the living daylights out of the both of them for me. <laughs> like, oh. okay, so Roots and I, um, we were we we had been talking back and forth and planning um, some recording stuff for episodes that we were going to be on, kind of, and another thing that we'll talk about later. And so we're talking, and he goes, Oh, thank God I met Damon Mills before this, because I would have punched him in the face. <laughs> I think I'm sorry, Damon. Right? I'm sorry. Yes, that is exactly what I said. I was going to punch him in the face Why if I met you... him before this. Why would you want to punch Damon in the face? He's a dork boy in this okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, okay. no. Here's the thing. It's a credit to his performance then Absolutely. that he played this fuckboy no. so well. But why would you want to punch Damon okay. Mills, the human being, in the face? Because he's adorable as shit. No, he is no, 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 shit, no, no, no. This Hold on. Awful. Hold on. I didn't actually say I would punch Damon Mills in the face. I said I would punch his character. In the face. face. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. He is. His character is perfectly punchable. It really is. He's just gonna punch him in the face. You punch a motherfucker, and it'd be Hina. I. I'm not gonna lie. Regardless, if you're dating somebody or if you're friends with them, um, doing what he he is it Hina right? Yeah. If you did what Hina did to anybody. You're a fucking awful person. You, you you mean the festival, right? N- not the festival. Oh, the amusement park. Not just park. the festival. The amusement park too, right? The amusement park, the festival, and lying to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because remember, she runs her best time and he says that she was awful. Uh, oh, that's and right. I didn't even think of that. Oh, I God. Like, okay, I, wanna, I just want to say this. Damon's performance of this was great. But Absolutely. The, the writing of the character from both the Japanese and the English is fantastic. Because this is, like, the thing I think, like, that should be a warning sign to anybody who is of that age and is potentially starting some of their first relationships. He is the type of guy that thinks he's entitled to date Akane because he's known her long enough. And I've been your friend since the beginning. Why don't you want to date me type of thing? Mm, And he feels really, and he pulls off how, like, it's not, because it's not overt. 
it's in the writing and the dialogue in the performance that he feels like he's entitled to date Akane. And and his his interactions with Megan Chipman's character, like I was it right before the festival or right after? Where, uh, when they're on the train? Yeah, where he's just like, yeah, you know what? I haven't given up on this yet. The train was after the amusement park. In the park. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Megan Shipman's character, too, is kind of backhanded. Yeah. Like, despite being her friend. Yeah. Because she's like, I think the sister kind of gives a warning, and it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, to Akane, that she should stop being friends with her. Which, originally, I was like, yeah, that's kind of a mean thing to say as a sister to your little sister. But then you watch Megan Shipman's character go around, and she's so nice about it, too. Like, I don't know which one of them is worse. I'm kind of leading towards him because he fucking lies to her face to put her down to make her feel bad. And what's downright good? Like, not only did he and lie... And already got self-confidence issues. Not yeah. only did he lie to her, like, he he conspired with her rival. Like, that that is what got me. Wait, his her rival? Uh, for uh, for Kotaro. Oh, you mean Chinatsu? Oh, yeah, Chinatsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, Chinatsu wasn't going to Hida to fuck her over. Like... She was just like, yeah, I want to confess to him, but I know I'm going to lose. And she still does it anyway against her best friend's wishes, which is still fucking awful, by the way. Yeah. I mean, to be to be fair to Shinatsu, though, she really just wanted some closure. If yeah. To be yeah. fair to Shinatsu, he had a downright probably wanted to steal Akane away. Yeah. yeah. That's the part that bugs me. Shinatsu, I can, like, call her okay, because she just wanted some closure. That's why she really wanted to just tell Kotaro how she felt, even though she knew she was going to get rejected. He had a downright wanted to steal Akane from him. That's the part yeah, that I feel like him. she he didn't appreciate her as an actual person, yep. too. Yep. Like, I like how we're, like, not even talking about Damon <laughs> at this point. Um, I mean, which, discussions are like, his this performance show is really chilling. Good. His performance yeah. is amazing. The fact that we hate Hina so much is a testament to Damon because he did so phenomenal. With like, it. I have a couple of anime characters I like. I actively hate. Like, I hate. I, I know I'm gonna sound really. I hate Akko from Neto J. Everyone knows that. Yes. I hate Miki from Idol Master. I hate Mikuru Asahina from The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. I fucking hate Hida from Suki Gakure. <laughs> like, he is one of the most hated male characters I've ever had. Like, me, I don't downright hate him, but he is a terrible human being <laughs> of a character. And that Sorry. boy needs to grow the fuck up. I wonder if him and Chinatsu got together in the end. Like, because you never see what happens to anybody else in the end of the show. True. That, Besides, like, two characters. It, it kind of feels like a logical thing, truth be told. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. But uh, any other thoughts on these two performances? I th- I thought Megan Shipman did pretty good in this role. I mean, you and me had the same thoughts on Chinatsu. Yeah. At least Chinatsu, I could be a little more forgiving with. Hira can go fuck himself. Yes, <laughs> Hira can go die in a fire. Not Damon Miller. That, that's that's a, a little that's a he little extreme. He can die alone. He can die 
alone and lonely okay. for the rest of his life. That, okay, because yeah. dying in a fire would be quick. Okay, I see what you're saying. That would be a little extreme because he's still in middle school. So he's yet to grow up, as we said. But still. David Mills, I did like his performance, which thanks to a couple of the vlog vids you posted, I finally understand his natural voice now because yes. the thing about because the thing about Damon Mills is this. We know he's a fucking wizard. We get that. We no, no. But I... No, it's... No, finish your thought and I'll jump in, sorry. But we get that he's a voice acting Black Magic Wizard. I get that, but... There are times when I would hear him in a series and I would never peg it was him. I'd always think it would be somebody else. Like, him in Aka 13, I thought to myself, Wait, did Bevitz get Brian Beacock to do this? And I find out it's Damon Mills. You know that what? Sucks. I kind of had a similar experience with the show. Like, yes. in the very beginning of the show, when he was kind of talking to the track team, I'm just like, is that Randy Perlman? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that but, happened. But, but anytime he's in a performance and I hear his voice, it doesn't really click for me because, you know, his voice is always different. Yeah. So why I hear him in this role as humor, I actually have something that can click into me for now. He and I think is probably the closest to his natural sounding voice. Yes. It's the closest we can get to. Like, I'm not berating the guy. I mean, it's great to be, it's great to have a a vast amount of range in this industry, but it's like, you know, every once in a while you gotta take a step back, you know, and and relax your vocals a bit. Yeah, this kind of character for Damon is certainly refreshing because he doesn't have to pull off Black Wizard Sorcery. Here's the funny thing, because I knew we all know he's a motherfucking wizard. Hardy still didn't believe it when we were at A Fest. And he almost threw He all- was in the room with the light, and he almost threw all of us under the he bus. He almost threw all of us like bitch! He's like, bitch, I don't think so. I think I yelled at him the loudest. I was like, don't you fucking take yeah, it down. Yeah, because um we were at his QA and Hardy was like, so I know I saw the video on Twitter and I'm the person who did this. I still don't believe that you're capable of that. We're all like, like n- none of us here at the Dub Talk podcast think you're capable. I'm like, excuse me, what? I was like, bitch. We're like, excuse you, what now? You're the only one who doesn't think it's capable. And he did go through, um, he did go through just a couple of them. Well, no, really, it was just, um, it was, um, blah, 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 blah. Yakov. Yakov, thank you. He really just did the Yakov voice. Because Hardy still didn't fucking believe him until he saw him in person. And he tried to throw all of us there under the bus, and we're all just like, uh, fuck you. Yeah, you don't bullshit there? the bullshitter there, friend. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. don't drag us into your, your mess. Um, but yeah, I have to agree. As much as Hannah is a, dis- dis- is a piece of shit, Damon plays it very well, and definitely it's a testament to his performance, because he pulled that performance off so well. And Megan Shipman... She's, I liked her as like this spunky secondary character, and as much as she is a bit of a bitch for going behind her best friend's back to still confess her feelings for her crush, who is her best friend's boyfriend, again, I still can forgive her because the only reason why she wanted to do it was really just to kind of get closure and get it off her chest. So I can forgive her for that. Still a pain in the ass, though. Um, any other thoughts before for these two before we move on to our two leads? I I think I'm good. I know I'm good. good. You good, Megan? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Damon, I'm sorry. 
We love you, David. <laughs> but here's a piece You're of shit. You're a very shit. nice young man. Damon. <laughs> I'm <Damon>. sorry. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to punch you. <laughs> God damn it. No, but you could give him a couple punch next time you meet him. Couple punch. Good point. Couple what? Cup of punch, as in fruit punch. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Ta-da. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our I final I may two use characters. that pun, Jamal. Word of warning. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so let's move on to our final two characters and our two leads of the show. The wonderful, cute little couple in question. We have Kotaro Azumi and we have Akanai Mizuno. So unconventional casting is unconventional. Hooray, Sunny Strait. So, as Kotaro Azumi, we have Steven Sanders, who has been- Thank God I can finally start calling this kid fucking Steven! <laughs> who's been in series such as The Royal Tutor, All Out, and Puzzles and Dragons. And then as Akane Mizuno, we have Miss Afia Yu, who has been in series such as Shonen Maid, Assassination Classroom, and Rage of Bahamut. Who would like? By the way, yes. can I point something out that it's really funny that Afi is not directing the Seiji Kishi show? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would hold on to that thought because I found out from Chris that she helped with the last episode. Ah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. So, who wants to go first with their thoughts on Steven and Afia's performances? I vote Roots goes last. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What brought uh, this on? Uh, I, I don't know. You're, you. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, Lord. Afia captured being an awkward fucking middle schooler. Yes. So goddamn well. Especially one with anxiety. Or just an anxiety issue. Yep. Oh, like, God. I wanted to hug this poor girl sometimes. And just Steven as the shy kid and him doing the Daisai monologue. To which every time he says Daisai says, the only thing I can think of is fucking Daisai for Funiko Street. God damn it. <laughs> Gets it into everything. You know, just, I can just, just seeing him with that smug face and Mamoru Miyano's voice coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see him in the barrel. In the barrel, floating down the river. Uh, I'm trying to commit slow suicide by sinking into this barrel and breaking my back. It's, um, it's not working very well, though. Off she pulled me out. Um, <laughs> anyway. But, like, no, these two just... God, you just want to hug these fucking kids. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, I will protect it, I will cherish it, I will watch them grow. Like, fuck, I'm getting emotional talking about them. Like... I was doing what I like to call the emotional sea otter on my bed <laughs> while I was watching the show. Oh my god. Which is laying there with a pillow, and you know how, like, when otters are really happy, they, like, smack the little rock in their hands? Yeah. Or, like, another great way is, like, there's a video of a seal being really happy, and he just smacks his flipper on his fat. Oh, yeah, I remember like, that. I think I sent that to you. Yeah, that's how I feel watching this show and watching their performances. Like... I wanna. I will laugh with these kids. I will cry with these kids. I will want them watch them succeed. Like when they're going through the fact that she has to move, and he's gonna try to get into the school, and like Steven's determination, and like Afia's heartbreak when she like 
breaks up with him for a little bit because she's afraid of moving and not being able to keep their relationship. And like, fuck these two are up for dummies, god damn it! <sighs> Take my, hold my beer while I go cry in the toilet. I'm holding it. Uh, it's empty. I pass the baton to Jamal. Uh, your beer's empty. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you really know how to bring the drama in, like, I can, I can understand Akane's pain, especially when she's, when she has a lot of anxiety, because in some ways, who used to have anxiety, especially in middle school, it is very stressful to deal with, but I think Afia could fake that pretty well, and, uh, Steven as Kotaro, like, I, I'm still trying to get used to Steven. I do like his range. He, he knows how to hit all the right notes. Like, I can understand being in cultural shoes, you know, dealing with some things he doesn't really understand, trying real hard to get where he's at, but he doesn't really succeed. But that doesn't mean he's going to give up that easily. But Steven, that, that boy really knows how to bring the drama home, and I, I really like him as his character. Like, it's un... Like, it's very unconventional because you know, I don't I don't hear much of Steven's range outside of All Out and the Royal Two and stuff. Which the Royal Two, that I was kind of perplexed when you y'all talked about him because like I could tell the difference between him and Alejandro Saab differently. So it's well, my it, thing is as somebody at that point who wasn't that familiar with him. Yeah, that's the thing. We weren't that familiar with Steven because he hasn't really had that many. Like, I hadn't watched. I okay. I'll admit, I still haven't watched All Out. Neither have I. So I I need to because I I want to watch it because Chris is in it and he's my friend. So <laughs> what up, Chris Waycamp? Chris Waycamp is my buddy. Okay, like like legit real talk. Um, when we went to Funimation, I was kind of sad he wasn't there because I was gonna give him a really big hug. But I I the reason I took so long to come out, guys, was I was writing him a note saying that I was there and I felt really sad and I can't wait to uh one day get to see him. <laughs> Because Chris is a good dude. Well, there's always next year. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, these... Oh, my God. Oh, God. Unconventional casting is my I best wish, friend. Okay, <laughs> I wish, you know how Ruth said he wishes he didn't see the show because he would have Joffrey'd Damon Mills? I would have cried like a bitch harder in front of Avia than I already did. Yeah. Because <laughs> my thing is, and in Steven's case, Kasuki Gakire and Royal Tudor are both in the same season... And between Kotaro and Leaked in Royal Tutor, two completely different performances. So, first of all, two of those in the same season. That's freaking amazing, sir. Um, but I didn't expect that Steven would get to be the, like, the slightly shy, quiet, like, literary guy. And it was really adorable. And then... Oh my god, I think Afia stole a good amount of the show for me on this one, because being a middle schooler with, like, anxiety and all these insecurities, that's probably one of the last characters I would normally peg Afia to play. And she just plays it so beautifully. I just loved every second of it from beginning to end, and I just fell in love with her and her character arc, and I think... I think Afi is probably my favorite performance of the show, to be completely honest, because it was so... For me, it was very captivating seeing Akane go through all of these different emotions and these different moments 
throughout her relationship with Kotaro. It's I just loved it entirely. I, I like like I'm kind of thinking about the character and a lot of her insecurities and her anxieties, um, especially a lot of her self worth. Yeah, that's because a big thing she for does. Her. Yeah, it's like I hate to bring it up again, but. Jesus fuck! If she ends up being Chisei and Angel Maggie's bride, I would not fucking complain. Um, but I think everybody want to back away. Roots, take it, take us home. Oh God, I want to squeeze them both like a roll of shaman. They're so cute. Uh, but uh, like in all seriousness, um, I I can kind of relate to Afia's character quite a bit because you know, as as a grown man. In the twilight of my 20s, I suffer from crippling anxiety attacks from time to time. When, when she's getting insecure, it, it kind of kind of hit me where I live. And um, I, I can kind of relate to Kotaro as well quite a bit, because um, when I was around that age, I was basically the quiet bookworm. Not really, you know, <clears throat> not trying to stick my head out, because I... Because even, even back then, you know, I was afraid of the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. So I, I can I can relate to both of these characters quite a bit. Uh, as for the performances, uh, they were spectacular. I had a little reservation with the casting at first. Because they, they were both doing lead roles in other shows for the spring season. It's kind of one of those little things that bugs me about how simuldubs have to be done. I, I I think we did a whole thing of it in, like, uh, Allison Zoroku. Yeah. We kind of talked about that. but um, And I'm, I'm not going to relitigate that because this is a season in the past. But uh, they both Afia and Steven Sanders really kind of grew on me as these characters. So I really can't complain. Yeah. And can yeah. I just like like the ending of the show just really kind of got to me because you know oh, oh god, god. That is, drops, it was so cute Afia's character loses her squishy little potato but then at the end of the end credits she gets like an actual squishy potato baby oh, oh that's what so you meant yeah, no, like, when I was, when I, when she was moving out of the house and the potato thing was on the window, so I was like, bitch, go get your potato! We saw it on her bag as she was on the train later on, though. Which yeah. Is okay, because when you said the actual but, ending, I was thinking of when Koto was shouting, I love you, just as her train was oh, going by. So oh, that's too funny. Oh, God, that, that hit me right in the heart, oh, man. God. Like, you have no idea. Like, okay, yo, like, motherfucker, that was the smoothest motherfucking pickup I've ever seen. Put story online, titles it after the uh, the time of her run, and then like fucking fucking the the, the credit sequence with all the pictures and, <laughs> and it the goes, messages. When it went from when it went from I think it was like the girlfriend to the wife, I died. I was like, yo, yo, they are so adorable, and I ah, uh, because the big thing is because since um Akane had to move at the end of the series, it's like you're kind of ruining like please stay together. And then you see, like, the credit sequence from all the text messages and them just going through their relationship fucking as they the, go This older. show was a fucking goddamn advertisement oh. for line, but I didn't even care. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, 
and again, the performances from both Steven and Afi, I'm like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. I have dubby contenders going on here for both of them. My I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. Um, I think it's time at this point to shift into our final thoughts on the show. Uh, who would like to go first? I fucking love this show. I'm sorry. Like, I'll go first. I'm talking. This, there were a couple, like, minor gripes I had, which is why I don't rate this over Aka 13 as my anime of the year. But this is my solid number two. This show is gorgeous from start to finish. It is lovely and beautiful and heartwarming and sweet and just, like, fuck, I don't give a shit if it's another, like, kid romance, teen romance show. It is so genuine and sweet and relatable, even when you're in your 20s. Yeah. Because, face it, all of us have had, like... And un- a crush on someone that may or may not be unrequited, or dealt with our own anxieties or our own self worth issues. Some of us have had to move away. Like I, some of us have. I'm an only child, so the parts with uh, Kotaro and his mom really stick out to me. Like dealing with the pressure to get into school and keep your grades up while still getting to maintain your passions. Like, the fact that they, the show shows that even though Akane's friends with people, they still kind of pick on her a little bit. Um, how she has anxiety when she doesn't have the object that makes her feel better. Like, for God's sakes, I have a companion animal in Shinya because I have horrible anxiety. Um, this show is fantastic. I think it is the best show Seiji Kishi has ever directed. Um... Assassination Classroom being second, but I think the strength of that show is more based on the original source material than the directing of the show. Um, I would highly recommend it to everybody to watch this year. Um, it's probably also one of the best simuldubs that have been put out this year as well. So uh, that's my two cents, and I'm going to pass the, the baton. Uh, Lutu, go ahead. I'm trying to compile my thoughts okay. here. Um, so for kind of personal didn't realize this until after I got back from Mayfest reasons this was a really kind of awkward watch for me uh, it, it is probably one of the better shows I've seen this year though uh, at, at the very least in my top five it, it's when it wants to be gorgeous it is absolutely gorgeous uh, of course, on the flip side, when it doesn't want to be, you have, like, awkward CGI crowds. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably I, the one thing I I try to not talk about that. That's you know, the one thing I hate. <laughs> you know it's awkward when they walk, but their knees don't bend a little. While, it, while it's probably on the lower end of my top five of the year, it is probably one of the most relatable anime I've seen in a very, very long time. Like, wow. This show was just a total gut punch. And not entirely in a bad way, either. Feels trained. It has no breaks. <laughs> yeah. True, nope. true, oh, no, no, no. Amtrak! The feels train has breaks. It just likes to check those breaks. Often. Okay, yes. Without that is warning. Mr. Doctor is drunk. Get him off. That's accurate, yes. Yeah. And so, uh... Like Megan, I would very highly recommend this show. 
Um, Jamal, what you got? Well, me personally, I didn't really... I didn't really plan on watching this show, to be honest, but... As, as for anybody that ever know me, you know nine times out of ten, sometimes I watch if a certain actress or a certain director is on it. Hence some of the stuff I've done recently, but when I watched this show, it, it took me some time getting used to because like Hardy, it, I had trouble getting through it. I mean, it did fall asleep a couple of times, but other than that, once it got going, it got going and it kind of really hit me hard. I mean, not, not hard enough because I'm mostly like a brick wall when it comes to emotions but brick house <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of took me back to my middle school days and, it, and those were tough I mean Kotaro he's pretty much mostly me when I was in middle school and I can relate to him in more ways than one although he did much better in the relationship age than I ever will so See, seeing the romance develop, I don't, I, don't, I don't care what people say about teenage shows, you know. It's it's a slice of life kind of thing. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Just just give it a chance before you watch it. You'll be amazed. As for the dub itself, again, it took me some time getting used to. I mean, this is unconventional casting. I mean, it's not always who you think it's going to be. And even what you do think... Who it's gonna be it doesn't come out exactly how you planned it but you enjoy it nonetheless so if you ever get the on the off chance you have some free time and you can dedicate about six hours or so i ask that you binge all of this in one day yeah that's what i just just all in one go yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't do it i had to do it in like three three four episode chunks I, pretty I, mean, much, I was originally following it as it was going along, and then I didn't finish the show, and I just revisited the second half today, so. Yeah, the same process for me, but just give it a chance before you dismiss it. That's what I have to say. Okay. This is probably one of the better high school romance series that I've seen in a long time perfectly honest because i've seen a decent amount of high school romance kind of series and not all of them are that great this is one of the better ones that i've seen in a long time and it's phenomenal like again and i'm gonna be a broken record here the reason why i started watching this show was because sunny straight was directing it i had put complete and total faith in sunny in his directing of his show and i just dove right into it and i was not disappointed the casting is just amazing. Some very, very interesting choices for some of our major characters, and the writing is very, very straightforward and very true, and yet it still manages at the same time to hit those emotional points, and it's just so, so beautiful. The show itself is absolutely wonderful, and I guess because the four of us are basically like mid late twenties, pretty much. So this is probably. Am I the? I'm the youngest. You're the babby. Right? Yeah. You're the babby. And I'm twenty five. Yes. Yeah. I'll turn twenty six in November. Yeah, you're the babby of us right now, but as a group of like mid to late twenty something year olds, this show is definitely very relatable because it it wasn't an extreme long time ago when we were in middle school and high school. We were. 
going through some of the same motions. So, the fact that it's centered on quite a bit of realism and these real situations that probably a good amount of kids who are that age currently are going through right now is just... Especially with the use of technology. Yes. yes. Uh, certainly, yeah. it's certainly very, very amazing to see that portrayed. And the dub in general, again, just, it did not disappoint. And I just loved every bit of this English dub from the adults to the middle schoolers to our two leads. It's just such a beautiful story, such a beautiful romance, and a very, very beautiful dub. If you haven't had the opportunity to see Suki Yakure yet, especially the English dub, I highly recommend going and seeing it. If To be fair, it may not be some people's cup of tea. I know... Hardy in particular, he's tr been trying to get through the show, but for him, it's, he just thinks it's really too slow. I know. I, I think another, otherwise, but and I know Jamal had some trouble too. I know one other person that may have some trouble watching it too, but that's because of the director, the Japanese director. Oh, is it Jet? I'm not saying who, but isn't uh, someone has an issue with Seiji Kishin? I want to say it's Jet. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like it's something that he would say. No, call out post. I'm sorry. I love you, Jet. But <laughs> we give everybody shit with each other. Let's guys. face like, it. We do. We love each other. We also make fun of each other all the time. Let's face it. I call Andrew a little bitch all the time. Let's face it. We love each other, but we also bitch at each other sometimes. Remember, in dub talk terms, "I hate you" means I love you. <laughs> We're one big. As the moon is hateful, I love you. <laughs> We were one big dysfunctional family, that's what we are. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen the show or the English dub yet, I highly recommend you do so. Which, if you are interested in seeing Sugigakide as the moon, so beautiful, you can catch the English dub on Funimation now. There is a 14-day free trial for the series if uh, you're interested in just trying it out for free because at least two episodes are, under, are free while the rest are under the subscriber paywall. In uh, all of the series is currently out, um, or else we wouldn't have been talking about the entire show at this point. Um, yes. But if, just as always, a friendly reminder, if you are not keen on keeping that subscription service canceled before the 14-day trial is up, or else you will start losing money because they do ask for your credit card information. If you want to see the show in general, you can catch the entire Japanese version on Crunchyroll. It is entirely up for free at this point uh, since the show finished up back in mid to late June. Uh, they do have a subscription service as well, but it is not required in order to see Sukigakide. At the time of recording this episode, of course, there is no home video release, though I would expect that sometime next sometime year. next year at the minimum sometimes it could take a little bit longer it just depends on really just the blu-ray materials and when Funimation would get a hold of them uh, if you're interested in catching any of us and any of our shenanigans that we normally do on a daily basis uh, you can find Megan on Twitter at Queen Era 2 where you love shit posting, I know that much. Memes, memes, memes. <laughs> All of the shit posting. Memes and love live, memes and love live. <laughs> yes. You can follow Roots on Twitter at Roots of Justice, uh, and you can also follow him on the fandom post as well. Uh, Jamal, you can find him on Twitter at Jamstar529. It's been a while since you and I have done an episode together, am I correct on that? 
Also, you can hang out with me on the Funimation Discord where Andrew Hardy and I mod. Ah, bad. That's new to also, me. Also, uh, follow me online, because goddammit, I need the Disney Simpson coins. Goddammit. So, do, yeah, please add me in Roots Online. Um, I think my line is Magneto, though, not Queen Arita. Yeah, my, my line is Roots of Justice, so there you go. Dear sweet lord, do you want yeah. Zoom Zooms? <laughs> Advertising for line on the show that advertises line. <laughs> Perfect. Why? Um, I don't actually use it, I just use it for Zoom Zoom. Maybe get married later on, I don't know. <laughs> so are you saying that we're gonna get married, Roots? And um, if you're interested in any of my shenanigans, that uh, you can follow me on Twitter, I like anime review, uh, with review being spelled as a musical review, not a standard review. Uh, but if you want to follow Dub Talk in general, of course, the best way to do so is subscribing here to our YouTube channel. Uh, here at Dub Talk, where you can see a bunch of fun and new things that we post on a weekly basis. Sometimes bi-weekly, because I know we might have to do that, because we have a bunch of things in the works right now. And the fall season's going to start very soon. Oh, dear sweet baby Jesus. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be FYI, all... FYI, if you even have to ask what episode I'm hosting, you're dumb. It's going to be all, hand, all hands on deck again. I can feel it. It's going to turn into a shit show. Um, but... Uh, other ways you can follow our weird shenanigans. We have a Twitter account at Dub Talk Podcast. We are also on Instagram and Tumblr at Dub Talk. You might as well make a fucking line account. Might as well make a line account at this point. Dear God. Um, is there anything else that anyone wanted to say or do before we call it a night? <laughs> what the actual And hell? the fuck boys are off And the Suki Gakuvase is on Oh god damn. Somebody needs to do the disclaimer As if they are a Kentucky Downs announcer Oh god no <laughs> Don't say that Cause someone probably will do it but that, And by that someone I mean me Oh I thought you meant me But okay <laughs> I'll make the horse whinny noises in the back <laughs> Okay, I think we're calling it a night now, so, uh, have a good night, everybody, and otaku on, my friends. Keep it emotional. <laughs> feels, feels train, feels train, the, the, the feels Amtrak train. Chuck a 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 Have a good night. Come on, Great ride the check. train. Multi-track drifting! No. This isn't Rail Wars! <laughs> Are you feeling undigeable? <laughs> Do you need to make, make you feel chemo cheese? Can I stop now? Can we stop now? My Kokoro yes. dumb Brokoro. <laughs> <laughs>